Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Wayward Dragons, where two nerdy friends talk about spooky things and occult things and magical things and all the yeah. things. Uh, we're your hosts. I'm Johnny. And I'm Kelsey. And we have a, I guess, a two-parter that we're going to be doing. So this is going to be part one. And then yeah. Next episode's gonna be part two. Yes. I I just I feel like it needs to be two parters because I've got way too much stuff going on in my life right now. Um and I wanna make sure I do everything up to my par. Um, because we are gonna be talking about Victorian death in general, how they saw death. So we're gonna be talking about a lot of triggering things. Um Suicide specifically, um, because there's one that I'll give credit. Like, it's kind of ingenious. A lot of thought went into it. Like Like a Ruth Goldberg suicide machine? Um, no, making your own guillotine. Oh, okay. With an axe. Um, Okay. I'm not going to read the whole article, because it's like a four-page article. Um... But I'll let you, I'll show you the pictures and stuff that comes with it. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, because I'm going to read some of the stories out of my, one of my um, sources that I got. But yeah, we're going to talk about Victorian death, like morning clothes, and like morning periods. What about um, evening clothes? omens. <laughs> I'm assuming it's all the same. <laughs> I don't know. I know you're trying to make it funny. <laughs> I wasn't trying to make it funny. So, I'm hilarious, madam. I am hilarious. You are hilarious. It's, Speaking, it, it makes me think of the scene where uh, with uh, from Supernatural, where Dean's like, or Sam's like, I've been dead for a year and you're still not funny. And Dean's like, I'm hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I send that meme to my fiance. Um, so. Before we started, I had to run off screen. So, um, my dog gets a bark box every month. And this month is Jurassic Park. And I squealed like a little girl. Do I need to not drink the, my Gatorade before? Take, take a sip of your Gatorade. So, <laughs> so we're going to go on a minor side quest. Oh, uh, so, we both listen to the double clicks. And they have a song about the Dimetrodon. He got a baby Dimetrodon. That is awesome. <laughs> in his bark box. And I squealed like a little girl. Because <laughs> it's like, it's a little baby Dimetrodon. That is awesome. <laughs> and I knew you would appreciate oh. it in all its nerdy glory. Because uh, that's my ringtone, ironically, is the song Dimetrodon. Um, and everyone always looks at me like I'm weird, but whatever. I mean, you but, are. Yeah, but you got a little. It looks. I, I, I want to touch me. it because I feel like the texture would be pleasing. Like this is crunchy. Look, I don't know. I mean, like the body. It's all fuzzy and bumpy. Yeah, that's. Just... But he got a triceratops too. But I was more geeked out that he got a baby dimetrodon. <laughs> and I've been holding this. I have been holding on to this <laughs> for like. Two days. And now you can just... Just show you. Now you can just ship it to me. Not just... <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I mean, if you want it. No. I mean, but I, yeah. 
Yeah. It's not covered in dog drool yet, but yeah, I thought I would uh, share this with you. Because I did, I did get a Michael Soul's box. That's such a cute box. face. Like, you, you, you have to take a picture of that and post it. <laughs> I it's got such a cute little face. Yeah, I thought that was so cute. I was like, oh, I have to tell him. And I got a Mindful Souls box. They sent me a little teaspoon. That is cute. <laughs> With quartz on the end. Mm-hmm. Um, elaborate palm stone. Which yep. And you can like about the size of a half dollar. Or you can use that for like meditation and stuff. Yeah. Well, and they sent. You can also chunk it at people. A bracelet. Yep. Yeah. I mean, if you do that, <laughs> that's up to you. <laughs> I mean. Seriously, after my week, I'm full on board with checking shit at people. Um, they sent a bracelet. A, um, I don't know how to pronounce this. Lupus Lazul? Lapis Lazuli. Okay. They sent Lapis Lazuli. I only know that because of Steven Universe. Okay. But they sent that as a necklace. That's about... That is an inch and a half long. The color on that's gorgeous. Yeah, it's kind of glittery. Um, a mahogany um, obsidian point. And this is fucking, this is pointy. Wow. Um, and then a incense like holder thing of lotus incense holder. It holds a stick, but like it gets everywhere. So I think I'm gonna buy cones, like incense cones, and use like incense cones on this. Um, you could also do like just loose incense and uh, yeah, charcoal. Because I'm assuming yeah. it's heat resistant. So, once it made out of, it doesn't say. I don't know if you could tell. Mm-hmm. It, just... it just has Japan. It just has these markings on the bottom. I feel like it's upside down. What's well, it's, it's inside out. I don't know. But yeah, that's for that one. But how have you been? I'm good. Started a new job, so it's been kind of hectic and taking up a lot of my time and energy. Uh, most of my brain focus. So I'm super glad that, you know, I did not have this episode because <laughs> it would have been complete rubbish. Well, and that's like, like I feel like it needs to be two parts for me. Yeah. Because with everything going on, like, this is as far as I've gotten. And my sister-in-law gets married this upcoming Saturday. So it's like, okay, once we get done with that, then I'm going to have a little bit more time to myself. Mm-hmm. To um, <clears throat> do that. Yeah. With, hmm. uh, you know, family stuff. And my aunt's got a lot of health issues that we're dealing with. Uh, yeah. And then yesterday morning uh on the way to work i got the i don't don't even know how to say it news that uh one of my dragon con friends had passed away so oh yeah i saw that post yeah so and that's you know his husband is kind of just completely shut down and everything else so i'm kind of waiting for updates on arrangements and anything else they don't they haven't even really like released any sort of cause there was Details. no there was no pre-existing 
condition that was like notable there was yeah there was nothing that anyone's aware of it just it was sudden happened yeah and we don't that's crazy yeah you know, he was 25 or 25 sorry 35 he was 35 so it yeah just that's crazy yeah so um just like i said it's been hectic and learning a new job and all that fun stuff uh i have completed reading absolutely no books are you for real? I am for real. You have not read anything? My brain has been like so when I'm at work focused on doing the work and trying to figure stuff out with the new job. Yeah. And then I'm just, I'm so mentally dead by the time I get home. Like I, I had French toast for breakfast and couldn't find, like did not know what the syrup was when it was sitting right in front of me. That's not good. Yeah, like it's, like I said it's it's a lot. It's not hard, but it's a lot, and you know, there's a yeah. Luckily, it's a less stressful job. Yeah, so from get, what you came from. Yeah, once I get the hang of it, uh, hopefully, I can just kind of autopilot and like throw an audio book on or something and just kind of go through it. But you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Um, what have you been reading? I read the most boring book known to man. The Bible? No. It was 20 hours, and this lady's voice was so fucking monotoned. I about fell asleep while I was working. I read The Invention of Murder, and. I th- thought it might have something to do with this episode. Um, cause it, the, it's the invention of murder, how the Victorians reveled in death and detection and creation of modern crime by Judith Flanders. Let me tell you that is a 20 hour audiobook, and I will not get those 20 hours back. The only thing I learned was that you could kill your baby in Victorian times, an infant, an infant, and get away with it. That's it. That is all that I learned in that 20 hours. Was I could go have a baby, smother the baby, put the baby out on the street with my trash, and I would maybe get six months in jail. So what you're it, I was like, saying is <laughs> like, yeah because like it it talks about how there are certain crime and I mean this is how this is now there are certain true crime cases that have changed our laws you know like the Amber Alert that's for a, from a child named Amber um in a lot of different code Adam yep. and Adam grocery Walsh. stores that, yep. That comes from him. Um, well, and then, so you do, you also have stuff like the, uh, 
Hold on, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. You'll have to. No, you're fine. But like, Matthew Shepard. I I didn't even have to look it up. I went to type it in. I'm just like Matthew Shepard. Matthew Shepard laws that (laughs) uh, prevent uh, or makes any sort of attack on you know LGBT uh, hate crime. Mm -hmm. Yes. Side note: Happy Pride Month, everybody. Yes. It's June. And we're like halfway through. I know. Um, oh, I forget what date it is half the time. I I only know what date it is is based on what job I'm at. Um, but it talks. They talk. She talks about how there are certain Victorian crimes that basically changed how we soak up true crime in the media and tv shows and like how we got sherlock holmes and stuff so it it was mildly interesting on how like okay this is a case where we get sherlock holmes from but i was listening to it thinking it would be about the subject that we're talking about and that's not what i got which mildly pissed me off because i'm like i literally just wasted 20 hours and i could have been listening to something else but it was interesting, you know, like back then, you know, there wasn't safe abortions, but as a woman, I was expected after, even as a servant, you know, I have my baby and then I'm back to work. There's no time off. And like as a servant, you have, you are expected to like put your child somewhere else. Um, well, it was also when they didn't have child labor laws, and basically, as soon as the child was old enough to do basic things, they, you know, put them to work, and that's... Yeah. Well, and they talk about, like, work houses and stuff like that, but mainly it was about what crime cases, like, what crime case got us the change of venue laws, but the, also the problem is, is this was... Excuse me. Um... This was all based in England. <laughs> so her British accent was okay, but it was just enough to put me to sleep. Um, so that's was the only like thing. Was it like a really like, bad British accent or was she actually, no, was she actually British? It was just very monotoned. Gotcha. She talked so, like this. Mm-hmm. On June fifteenth, eighteen eighty two. Yeah. And I went to the post office. <laughs> and it's like when you listen to audiobooks so often, like the voice of the narrator like very much matters. Mm-hmm. And it's just like that was a waste of twenty hours. Like Jesus. So, and then the other book I've actually, I'm not quite done reading this. Um, and I'm going to actually read from it today because we're going to read some sample news articles. Um, this is a Victorian book of the dead um, by Chris Woodyard. He actually writes a whole like series about like haunted places and stuff. It's mainly where I'm from is where he writes about. 
Um, so yeah, I might read his other books, but he does include like news articles, like actual news articles, word for words. So we are going to go through some of those later. Um, yeah, that's mainly all I've, I've read. Um, so yeah. Did you want me to say about the listener's story? Do you want me to share the listener's story? Yes. You want me to share the listener's story? So this was sent to me by a listener. And it's morbid. So as I said before, this is a this is gonna be a very morbid trigger warning episode. If you don't like talking about death or dead bodies. Um, suicide, blood, guts, please just skip this episode. Like, we're going to be talking about so many morbid things than normal. Um, but this was sent to me, um, basically this person's, uh, works as a coroner. Um, and they had a guy come in that was found by his girlfriend. <laughs> I'm going to laugh every time I say this out loud. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was found by his girlfriend he was wearing white thigh high socks a pink G string with a cat on the front a ball gag in his mouth with a butt plug and the coroner's favorite part was that the girlfriend was surprised that he even had a pup butt plug in because she always assumed it was for her so, <laughs> I just have so many questions how was he found? That's what I want to know. I have so many questions. How was he found? I, mean, but, I have a few questions. Like, what kind of cat was it? Exactly. Like, Was it long-haired or short-haired? Was it a tabby? I'm assuming if it's girl underwear that it is some form of, like, Persian cat it's probably like a black cat what? it's probably just like a little i was like face. oh that was gonna be my next fate my next answer was black cat yeah. I, mm, I don't know and how was he found was he found like i mean he's already in a compromised position because he's all kinked out but i i just have so many questions with it. I wonder so if there's any questions. kind of like drugs in his system. Yeah. Or if you know, he was killed by a secret lover. I don't know. They have so many questions. Now it makes me question my secret lover and, you know, what are they going to question? They're killing <laughs> You always have to question everybody. Always. Everyone's got intentions. Just saying. I am one snap away from just murdering everybody. Everybody. Just. Mm. Mm. But, like I said earlier, we're going to be talking about Victorian death for the next, this episode and the next episode. Um, so, this episode we're going to go into the area of Victorian, when that was, um, morning clothes in morning periods. I did not know there was a different... Um, we are... Yeah, mor morning periods are usually like from sunrise to about noon. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> this is why I don't give you my notes. 
This is why. Um, because then I would look over them and come up with jokes ahead of time. Yeah, I would not I like, do that. I like actually. having your jokes on. I would not no, do that. No, no, um, but there's morning periods. It, I will say this: a lot of stuff does get kind of sexist. Is the one thing I am finding sexism um, in Victoria. That's unheard of. I know. Um, yeah, so we'll go into Victorian morning clothes. Morning periods. I'm assuming the morning periods is not just like in England. Could be wrong. Um, and then we will go into death omens and kind of like some superstitious things that they thought of death. Um, and then I will read some newspaper articles about people dying. So, and then the next one we'll go into. One, how they kind of changed how we saw death, what they did with their dead. Because um, I, like, with everything going on with my grandma and my aunts doing their own version of morning jewelry and stuff, um, Victorians did their own thing. So we're, I want to make sure that we go, we do it right. All right, do it right. And yes, listeners, we are not releasing the our usual Sabbath episode yeah. for... Uh, summer solstice, which is um, this weekend yeah. that we're recording it. We'll be doing that the next episode after we do these. So sorry, it will be a little late. But yeah. this kind of took precedent <laughs> for personal just, reasons. Yeah, I just whew, I got a lot of stuff going on. Like I've had to cut my hours back at my second job because I just literally have too much going on. And how you were saying earlier, you just feel so mentally done. And it's just like, I am mentally just, I need a break. I need to like, I cut my hours back and it's just like, I I have to, I have to like, sorry, but. Well, I mean, we, I can't be in both places. We have a threshold. And what the, yeah, well, and um, I drive an SUV and with gas being the way that it is, um, if I'm not at my first job, I don't want to come to my second job because my book, my jobs are like a block apart. Um, so if I'm not at the first one, I don't want to be at the second one. It's just too much gas. So, cause I do not live close to my jobs because I like to work and shop at two different places. Um, oh, and if anybody's in the Midwest, I hope everyone's has power. Are you guys having less power weather issues? Oh, are you kidding me? It was 100 degrees yesterday. I about died because my other job, I'm now the receiver, which means I have no air conditioning in my little cement little box. So we had a huge storm go through. A lot of um, grocery stores lost power, um, which means they lost their product. Um... One store lost 1.5 million. Um, yeah. Um, but where I'm at, um, the electric company was shutting off certain grids. So, like, when I went to grocery shop, which was on another grid, everything didn't have power, but I had power because I'm close to the hospital. And, like, they were shutting off the grids in, like, low-income areas where I'm at because the storm just, like, fucked everything up. 
Well, and because, you know, they, of course, hit the low-income areas first where, you know, they Mm -hmm. don't have any resources to be taken care of or anything like that instead of, you know, going after Mm -hmm. those who have money or, you know, because that would be an inconvenience for them, even though a lot of those people typically will have, like, backup generators and, you know, Mm -hmm. extra stuff like that because they can afford to have extra stuff like that or they can, you know, go out somewhere to eat. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it, yeah, the past couple of days have been very hot, and I'm thankful that today is quite cool, because I did not die in my hot box, I call it my hot box, um, but yeah, so, yeah, if you're in the Midwest, I hope you are not dying of heat, like I am, it's horrible, where'd you go? Did you mute you? Yeah, I muted myself. There's some dude outside talking really loud. Oh, okay. I like switched stat. I switched tabs on my screen and thought I muted myself. No, oh, no, you're no, cool. no, that's fine. <laughs> I make a note. So, Victorian death and what they saw. I mean, Oreo's barking because of the neighbors. So, um, I forgot I was muted. Every time you say Victorian death. It seems like Oreo barks. Maybe he oh. died in the Victorian era in a past life, and he's wanting he might have he's wanting someone to find <laughs> the person responsible and find his unclaimed body. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. My neighbor, like kind of catty cornered from us, has like a dog agility school in her like backyard so there's dogs like constantly over there and he's just like I gotta bark and let him know that I'm here and it's like babe bye and he's just stop you just said babe um <laughs> I know I do I know I call him babe bye boogaloog I, I just figured that you were you know telling Zach he needs to stop barking no, he's not home right now. <laughs> and because of the power outage, he's been working more. Oh, I, but I will say... Surprised. I can see him. That's okay. That's okay. Like you're looking at me. <laughs> I do. My cat has a cat hammock. Does he use it? No, he doesn't. Not for now. Um, well, t- okay. Today is Jinx's birthday, so we're going to have like a little cat cake and... Uh, get her some presents that she could unwrap. Oh, it's Jason's birthday. Okay. So, back onto it. So, the Victorian era was June 20th, 1837 to January 22nd, 1901. This is known as the Victorian era, as this was when Queen Victoria was Queen of the United Kingdom. Um, I will say we will talk about her more in the second part, because how she mourned her husband, Prince Albert, um, is uh, how we have a lot of our death traditions. Um... Her husband died in 1801. Are any of the traditions having to do with him being in a can? 
No. Prince Albert's not a game. No. No. It's more like, um, like the jewelry and stuff that kind of takes on and stuff, just how weird people got. Um, like we'll talk about death photography in the next episode. Um, and stuff. That's how you have a lot of infant photos is all those infants are dead straight up. Um, but she did mourn her husband for 40 years. Um, which was, um, but the Victorians held no illusions about death. You have to think that mortality rates for children were quite high and if you did make it out of childhood, you might make it to 50 years old. Um, so because of this way of thinking, a lot of families planned ahead. It was not uncommon for women to make their own shrouds and for them to be included in like their wedding chest um, that they have of like their linens and clothes and stuff that they have when they get married. Um, it was very much understood that when someone died, you were celebrating the value in your loved one's life and to make sure that you were honoring them at the same time. Um, they had a lot of those difficult conversations that we have a very hard time having now. Um, I know personally, I've had these conversations with both of my parents and it is quite awkward to have them. Um, but it was just something that they they understood that everyone died and this is how we have to handle it type thing. So, and now it's getting a little bit less taboo, I think. I think Caitlin Doherty, 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 that Ask a Mortician YouTuber, um, she does quite an amazing job making it a lot, a lot less awkward about things. Um, I do want to... We're going to read her books, or I'll read her books, um, for an episode of when we talk about death around the world type thing. Because um, she does have a couple books. I actually got them for my dad for, I think, Christmas one year. Because um, she's got one that, like, my cat's going to eat my eyeballs or something, and smoke gets in your eyes and something else. She just came out with another one. Um... But my cat tries to eat me all the time, but that's you know, love bites. <laughs> I mean, Apollo sits on my chest every morning. I feel like I'm getting smothered by like a 20 pound toddler on my neck. Because he like sits like right here. <laughs> it's like, buddy, you're like 15 pounds and I need you to stop. I will just be petting Jinx and she'll decide to randomly start biting me. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> or even better, I'll be laying there and she'll come up and like nuzzle up to my hand. And then when I pick mm -hmm. my hand up, she like latches on with both falls and tries to wrestle my hand. And I'm like, my what hand is doing? not a cat. <laughs> like, can't. There's a reason for that though. There's a reason why they do that. I don't remember, but there's a, there's like a very specific reason why they do that. Because she's a jerk face. 
No, I mean, yes, but no. <laughs> yes, but no. Um, so because they understood grief, that grief was inevitable for everyone, um, there was basically kind of like a timetable for grief, depending on your relationship to that person, determine the amount of time. So, for example, widows were expected to mourn for two years. Um, and we'll go, we'll talk about the close in a second. But like that first year, you're like in full memorial mourning close. So, which is crazy to me. Um, so you're in this full mourning clothes for one year. And then that second year, you're expected to be in half, half mourning clothes, which means it's just like a little bit lighter. Um, women also couldn't leave their homes unless it was to go to church. Um, in the Victorian Book of the uh, Dead, he talks correct, about how... Kelsey, correct me if I'm wrong, but huh. half mourning clothes are called afternoon clothes, correct? <laughs> knew it was coming. I'll stop making um, the fun. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but that's not what we're going into. Um, there were shops <laughs> that would send out, like, you would send a servant to the shop that had this professional widow and the professional widow would basically bring you a chest of shit <laughs> for you for your morning clothes, right? Because as a woman, I am not, I cannot leave the house unless it is, unless it is to go to church, right? So for two years, I cannot leave the house, I which is crazy. question. Huh? Actually, I guess multiple questions. How does one become a professional widow? Like, are you just... I don't know. Like, don't marry her. She's a professional widow. You're gonna die like, if you marry her. Like it's Yeah. No, I don't know. But like he talks about how like um like a letter or telegraph message will bring the professional black dressed woman to the residence of the grief stricken family. She, she will arrive quietly in a perfectly anointed limousine with two levered men on the box accompanying her will be a smart little maid also in deep black who will carry into the presence of the widow mother or sister a choice selection of dresses hats shoes silk stockings veils gloves handkerchiefs and wraps to be examined and tried on so that's it the guy was mourning he was in mourning what when they found him dead that's why he had this high, high stockings on. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mourning his shame. I don't know. Um, if the articles do not suit, they can be exchanged at once for different styles or sizes. For the mourning department, carries a large stock of all articles required in such cases. Because as a woman, I cannot leave the house for two years except to go to church. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was kind of interesting that certain shops um, 
had a mourning department. Um, and that's from a New York article from 1912. So, um, it was offered by Black Peter Robinsons. Um, yeah. Because it was expected that you would you wore these clothes for two years. Wasn't, but we'll go into that. In wasn't minute. Black Peter the name of the goat in which... I have no clue. Did you see that movie? No. Okay. It was like a artistic horror movie type thing where, like this. I'm not a big fan of horror. Yeah, it's it. I guess technically it's kind of also a period piece. Basically, this family in like the colonial days, or you know, I guess before colonial days, but uh, they moved out into the middle of nowhere to set up a homestead, and they had a goat that they called I'm pretty sure it was Black Peter but they uh, it like the goat was the devil and convinced one of the girls to kill her family and you know she was a witch and classic hmm. Puritan horror movie stuff nice but, yeah, the goat was saved. yeah I don't know that's not surprising <laughs> um but, like, if you were a man, it was a completely different story. And we're going to run into this in a couple different places. Um, because as a man, you're expected to remarry rather quickly so that your children have some, some type of motherly figure in their lives. Um, so you have widows mourning their husbands for two years. Husbands don't really have to mourn if they don't want to. Um, for children mourning parents or parents mourning children, the mourning period was one year. For grandparents and siblings, it was six months. Aunts and uncles was two months. Great uncles and great aunts, if you even had those, at the time was six weeks. First cousins was four weeks. Um, but basically, you could mourn as long as you wanted. I mean, Queen Victoria mourned her husband for 40 years so if you needed more than whatever was the standard time you could do that you know it was okay um but if you are gonna mourn you had to have certain type of clothes which we've already talked about um for that first year women wear all black and it had to be non-reflective which I found in, in a lot of different, because I read a couple articles too online. Um, but it, it was very specific about the non-reflective material. So in other words, like no silk or satin. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you had to wear like a silk weeping veil. But that's... So like, I didn't really understand that. If it's not supposed to be reflective, then why is my veil silk? But whatever. Um, it was. I was also. I cannot wear any jewelry unless it's morning jewelry. Um, and if it wasn't morning jewelry, then it either had to be pearl or jet. Um, you couldn't wear gold. It had to be like stainless, um, like silver. If you were gonna wear anything, um, besides like if you were gonna wear morning jewelry, then it was like silver. 
Um, and we'll go into Morning Jewelry in the next episode and how that kind of has transformed in modern times. Um, but as a, as a woman, once I hit that second year, I could wear lighter colors um, like gray or lavender. Um, men were just expected to wear like all dark clothing. Um, if you had servants, you're, you could pay to get your servants morning clothes if you really wanted. So this is um, specifically for the royal or the upper Anybody. People? Okay. The servants are specific to like people who had enough money to have that. Right. Well, so but what I'm wondering is how something like that would work. So say if like a woman who I don't know, we'll call her Betty Lou. If <laughs> good old Betty Lou, uh, if her husband died, and you mm-hmm. know she was a commoner per se. Uh, and, you know, they paid rent somewhere. They had a landlord that didn't own their apartment or home. Yeah. Then how would that work? Because if she can't leave her house for two years, then, yeah, I mean, she would not be able to pay rent or anything like that. With- I think it was seen kind of as Maybe upper middle class, you could take those two years to mourn. But I think if you were common, you still had to wear the clothes, maybe. But okay. But kind of, like, go out. Like, or maybe you, like, go lived with family for two years. I don't know. I don't Okay. I don't know. That's one thing I I couldn't really find. But I'm not very far into this. So maybe I might have an answer for that in the next episode. Okay. I will figure it out. Um, but I will say your children did not have to wear morning clothes, which I thought was a little interesting. Whatever. Um, You'd also tie black ribbons to your knobs, your doorknobs and your knockers. However, if you did see a white ribbon on people's doorknobs and knockers, that meant that a child had died in the home. So we're tying ribbons and knobs and knockers. Yep. Yep. I'm going to mute my phone before I make a comment. Sorry, guys. I am mentally, like, just completely <laughs> dead to the world. Um, my my name currently on the thing that we can record <laughs> says dead. He is dead. Um, yeah, it does. Because mentally, I am just... Yeah. No, you're fine. <laughs> like, you're cool. Anyway, you also change your name every time. I do change my name every time. But... That's how I know when I save the download. That's how I know which one is what, because I see yours and then mine. Because <laughs> my time, name never changes. Next time, I'm gonna put my name exactly like yours. That's just my first name. You've done that before too. Um. Anywho, 
Um, but during this time, we start to see the personification of death. So death starts to look more human, start to take on more like human qualities. Um, and it's, it's mainly in art. Um, because before he was just like the skeleton that would show up on, you know, paintings and walls and stuff. Um, what? Uh, I was just going to say, we should do an entire episode at some point on just the death, different incarnations of death through, because I mean, every culture has its own different incarnation of death. But, yes. And and more often yep. than not, death is a woman. Yes. Yes. Which is fun. And I'm about to... Yeah, I'm actually about to say that. Um, but you, you start to see the robe in the scythe. Um, but death also is starting to be shown in many forms in Victorian England. So he... Death... And death is always described. It's never like flat out said that like this is death like it he's always described i lost a bookmark there um i let me find um baby's cousin um like like in one story, it's described in, as a white pigeon. Um, and then, like, some people would see, like, an angel with, like, wings either coming out of its shoulders or back, which I thought was a little weird. Um, either as an old lady or as a young person, a white bird. Um... But, like, yeah, like, in this article, suddenly at the foot of the bed there appeared a great light, and in the midst of the light, the figure of death, just as it is seen in the dance of death and other pictures. A ghastly skeleton with a scythe and a dart. And death balancing the dart. A dart? Yep, dart. Motherfucker. I can't read that page. tiny print. Don't show me that. No, I was going to show you a picture, babe. Oh. <laughs> like, the problem is I'm not on my screen. Can you see that? Yes, kind of. Hold on, let me switch screens. I'm like... <laughs> so you see the old man, and you see... Death yeah, I just don't see a dart. I know. And, like, what type of dart? Is it, like, a dart we see now? Is that, like, you um, know, playing games with death? We're gonna play lawn darts with de- death? Exactly. Or are we gonna play, like, darts like bar darts? Well, bar, you know? Lawn darts is more fun, because then you can stab people with it. <laughs> you can stab people with any sort of dart. I mean, the fair, I guess. <laughs> oh, cough. <laughs> a chew. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> I tripped over the line that's on the floor. Uh. <laughs> like, yeah. Damn, I can't. 
I can't. Yeah, like in this one, the room was unusually quiet and I had closed my eyes, but I was not asleep. I opened them in the bright light of one unshaded gas jet. I saw a dark figure moving. Its back was towards me and I instantly thought of a plainclothes policeman had entered of no unusual occurrence without my hearing them. And these days detectives used often to escort the West End ladies on slumming expeditions and they usually called on me. I then saw this figure was clad in dark robes and was very tall. Again, I just thought this was some old Jew who had crept in and I was just about to rise and eject him when something suddenly stopped me. I saw through him and beyond him. I'm sorry, did you say old Jew? <laughs> yes! So we have anti-Semitism in here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It says some old Jew. I know you can't read it, but yeah. Yeah, this shit's fucking racist and sexist as hell. Um, yeah, it's craziness. Um, but... Um, and then in Victorian England, you don't really don't really get this when it crosses the pond, um, but you start to see a lot of banshee things. Um, and we'll do a whole episode dedicated to the banshee. Um, but the scythe starts to show up at around the 14th century. And the robe starts to make an appearance around the 15th century. Um, as many people know, this is the time of the Black Plague. Um, in the art, you would see death reaping victims of the plague. But the classic image that we do have of death as the Grim Reaper um, actually doesn't come into media. Or... Yeah, media. Um, until the Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. Um, and that, like, when it first gets illustrated, that's when you start to see death as we see him now. Um, the first use of the word Grim Reaper was actually in the U.S. in the 1840s in a newspaper. Um, but it didn't really start to gain popularity until the late 19th century, early 20th century. Um... Excuse me. Um, but, like, this is a weird time for people. Um, as many people know, this is the start of the, like, spiritualist movement. Um, there were a lot of people that thought that they could, you know, hear voices with, like, the telegraph, the telephone, whatever things that were going around. Um, but you also have people, like, now who... Are like that's this you know so you had these people that were not necessarily stuck but they still believed in their old world ideas and then you had science that was basically like yeah that's this so there, there's this constant struggle of wanting to always believe your traditions because that's what you grew up on and that's what you always knew to this new age of thinking with this whole spiritualist movement going on. Um, 
but a lot of people would see death and there was a lot of omens and um weird superstitions around death um and we're gonna see this in more than one story um if you saw death that meant that he was coming for you if you saw him with like a scroll he was looking for someone else that you knew um they would be some people saw them as angels like what are you what is that <laughs> it's a massage it's an electric massage thing so it's like electrical pulses and yeah i just That's like a nerve and so <laughs> Your arm is going. my arm is going nuts because <laughs> I like flip screens. Uh, I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> it, it's it's really weird because like you can like use this to, like check different like areas on your body. So like, mm-hmm. like it it's just crazy. Sorry, <laughs> like right here I can barely feel it at all. But if I move it yeah. slightly down, my whole neck is pulsing. No, thank you. Um. But it feels good. <laughs> I don't doubt you. Um, it's like one of those little shocker pins, but swooped up. I honestly thought it was a laser for the cat. I like flop screens, and I just saw the great the laser behind you, and I was like, "Oh, he's fucking with the cat." No, the cat does um, not chase lasers. She is too smart for that. She, Mine are she, just will, dumb. she will literally just stare at you if you try to get her to chase a laser. Like, the fuck you want me to do with that? I'm not touching it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not stupid. I know you control it. Like, I'm not dumb. Um, but, yeah. So, there's this constant struggle of people wanting to believe their old world beliefs. Um, like, for example, if you saw a vision of a coffin, you know, that meant that you were going to die soon. Um, hearing the ticking of a clock... Or if um, a clock stopped over someone, that meant they were going to die soon. Um, Oh, and side note, I found this was interesting. So the reason why we have illustrations of like ghosts as a sheet with like eyes and stuff cut out, um, that basically when we buried our dead back then, we put a shroud over them which was a sheet um, and shrouded spirits could be a premonition of an upcoming death. So if you saw like a floating sheet going around, it meant that someone was going to die soon. Well, so that kind um, of, that kind of ties into like some, I guess, current beliefs and practices. I know at least in with my family, it's been a thing where a lot of people, when they've been come close to death, they've seen and talked to loved ones that have passed on before them. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and that's a very common thing with a lot of people. Um, there, there's um, a couple like hospice nurses that are on Facebook reels that show up on every once in a while, um, and they talk about how like it's normal for your loved one to say that they're seeing people that are long gone. Mm-hmm. Um, they thought that if you saw 
like birds. So birds were the symbol for your soul. A white bird specifically was interpreted as the Holy Spirit. But birds aren't real, so does that mean we don't have souls? Exactly. They're spies for the government. You, you know, you um, say you know about that whole like oh, yeah. joke conspiracy yeah. theory uh, thing that like took off. Uh, pigeons. Yeah, pigeons. Real. Yeah, pigeons specifically is what started it. Um, but like, and we talked about this. You said this in another episode because um, you had a bird hit your house. That is an omen, a death omen. Um, or birds just appearing out of nowhere where there shouldn't be birds. Um, well, I had a bird tackle another bird into the window. Yeah, so I don't know if that's, like, qualified. Um, but, like, you would plant a tree for a child when it was born. And if the tree itself started to die, that meant that the child that is associated with that tree is going to die. Hold on. Baba! Oreo, don't huff at me. Um, <laughs> he does. He he's, does like he's this like little, talking to you. He does. He straight up does. He like turns his head and he goes woof, woof, at me like, no, mom. Um, anyway, Fuck you, mom. Um, I'm gonna do what I want. Yeah, I'm gonna bark at the dogs at the agility course across the street. I swear to Jesus. Where to the holy man. Okay. So, if you saw a butterfly, um, it was a symbol of the, the soul. Um, and this is very common with loved ones who have lost a loved one. Um, a lot of times your loved one will come back as a butterfly. Um, but. Fun fact, uh, in Japan, they have something similar, but it is fireflies yes yeah um and if every if anyone ever needs a good cry watch the movie graves of the firefly oh, it's a studio ghibli horrible. it's a studio ghibli movie it is a beautiful movie because you know Hayao miyazaki is amazing but it is a beautiful movie but it is also super sad and i have seen like i have seen so many people cry from that movie. It's not even funny. Is it like all dogs go to heaven? Where you're kind of required to, to cry? If you don't cry, you don't have a soul? Kind of. Kind of. Okay. Um, basically, okay. the premise of the movie is it's two kids during uh, World War II after one of the cities get bombed and their parents die and they live in a cave, and I'm not going to give any more than that, but okay, it's, it's an emotional movie. Okay. Um, the only time that a butterfly is seen as a death omen is if it comes into the room of a sick person and hovers over that sick person. That's the only time... Um, that seeing a butterfly is a death omen. I will say this. Um, 
I do see that I do see monarch butterflies. Um, but since my grandma has passed, I don't necessarily attribute white those little white little ones. Um, eh, those are common. Um, but I see a monarch butterfly, and I've actually I've told this. I've had one fly into my dock because of where I'm a receiver now. Um, it has happened once where it flew into my dock and kind of like hovered and flew around and then kind of like left. Um, but yeah, that's the only weird thing that's happened since my grandma passed was I have a monarch butterfly. I've seen it only like a couple of times. Um, but this one is one that did not transfer across the pond, but seeing a funeral. If you saw a funeral that had not happened yet, or like a ghost type funeral, then that means that you're going to see that exact same funeral in a couple of days. Um, but like anything weird in general was basically seen as like a weird death omen, which I found kind of interesting. Um, and then, you know, like miners, we're going to talk about minor, um, what miners saw as omens and then grave diggers saw as omens. Um, but basically like Tommy knockers. So anything associated with the Tommy knockers, so knocking, um, loud rapping, mysterious lights in mines that would kind of signal to the miners that, Hey, um, the mine is going to collapse. Um, there's a couple stories where this woman would be seen in town like three times. This woman all in black and you could never catch her. Like she walked slow, but just fast enough where you can never catch her. And like that meant that the mine close by would like collapse. Um... Another one that did not travel to the U.S. is black dogs. Seeing a black dog. Um, a lot of times when you saw a black dog, that meant that you were going to die soon. Actually, it did come to the U.S. It, it's I, That's actually a prevalent thing in the Appalachian. Yeah. It didn't transfer like completely over the pond. Um, I was like, that's mainly where you see it. Um is in Appalachia. But it didn't really transfer to like New England and yeah, the like the South. Anyways. We do. Um, <laughs> it's almost as bad as the Midwest. Fuck the Midwest. I hate living here. <laughs> I so fucking hate it. So many places you could move, but you know. Oh, I know. I know. Trust me. I've thought about it. Um, and like I said, we're going to actually talk about banshees like all in one episode, but like hearing a banshee, um, like hearing her, her scream or like knock on doors and windows um, or like seeing like a um, an Irish funeral, which had like um, They're basically known for their wailing of, of mourners, you know, the really loud grief screams. Um, if you heard stuff like that, that meant that you were going to die soon. Um, 
And I also saw that, like, if you saw a loved one that had passed on, if you were seeing them, that means that you were going to die soon. Um, which I thought, that's kind of normal. Um, but, like, for, like, grave diggers, like, you wouldn't dig the grave the night before. That was seen as bad luck. If you would dig the grave the night before, you had to dig the grave that day. Um, and where's the other one? Because those are other things I want to talk about in the next episode. Um, you never bought a new spade to dig that grave. If you bought a new spade, whosoever grave you were digging, like, for that family, um you're basically casting like a death omen onto the family. If you need, if you use a new spade, um, this is why I thought weird. So if like a rooster is crowing at the same time that you're digging this grave, however many crows that the di the cr rooster crows is the, how many friends of yours that's going to die. So if the rooster crows like, Three times, you're going to have three friends that die. I thought that was a little weird. Um, so is... <laughs> have you ever heard that death comes in threes? Yes. So is that... I just used three as an example. Okay. I didn't know if that was... Yeah, no. Okay. No. No. Um... Because we'll talk about, like, body snatching and all that in the next episode. Um, and using butt plugs, though, you know. <laughs> can't infest yourself. They actually use butt plugs they do. during body preparation. They do. They do. That's what people don't understand is they, like, stick one up there and seal it. So, he um, was just getting ready. He was just getting... He was just... Preparing. I say that about Mountain Dew because apparently like the same chemicals that are in embalming fluid are in Mountain Dew. And I'm a, I'm a Mountain Dew drinker. Yeah, there's, and I always look at my dad. There's like flame retardant and stuff in it. Yeah. And it, oh, yeah. it can actually cause sterility in men. Yeah. I mean, I drink it. My fiance doesn't really drink it. He's a coffee drinker. But I don't like coffee. So I drink Mountain Dew. And my dad, my dad always gives me shit. You're, you're trying to buy me fluid. I'm like, I'm just saving the funeral director money. Okay. I'm just saving the well, money. Well, it takes longer for, uh, <laughs> it takes longer for bodies to decompose now because of like all the mm -hmm. stuff we put in. All the them. stuff in our bodies. Yeah. Yeah. It's gross. Um, but now if you are squeamish, Please do not listen to the rest of this episode. We're going to talk about weird ways people died. Not like a thousand ways to die. That used to be on Spike TV. But this is like Victorian era weirdness. Like this shit's weird. There was a lady um, in Cleveland, Ohio. She was 19 years old. And she died because a lizard basically chewed through her stomach out. She had managed to swallow a baby lizard. Mama lizard had eggs, laid them, and it was like a like an alien episode, you know, 
where they just start coming out of her stomach. Um, another one, um, in 1909, a six-year-old girl died because she swallowed a spider with her strawberries. Um, my favorite, in 1876, a man died by swallowing a mouse. How you do that shit? He um, thought he was a snake. Such a snake. I'm a snake. I'm a snake. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one's mildly my favorite here. Um, I gotta find it here. Um, man buried. Oh, the cow. We'll talk about the cow. Um, where's this one? So because I have my like project for my dad going on in my craft room, I'm recording again out in my living room. Um, that's hoop skirts. So, okay. Hoop so, skirts. Hoop skirt. We're going to talk about hoop skirts in a minute. Someone dies from um, hoop skirt. Women, a lot of women died from their hoop skirts catching on fire. I do feel like <laughs> I heard of this. Yeah. Um, but I kind of want to read this article because this one's a funny one, in my opinion. Um, Parrot was a gas fiend. Ready? <laughs> this was in um, the New York Times in 1899 from the DC edition. Um, so Washington, September 13th, Alex Knott, 23 years old of 1803 12th Street, came to her death yesterday through the instrumentally of her pet parrot, <laughs> an evil dispositioned bird who was cordially detested by everyone except for his mistress, but who seemed to have a strong affectionate for her. He would follow her from room to room and was never happy except in her presence. He was generally regarded as a devil by black people. I'm not going to say that, the N word. Um, and as a bird of ill omen by the whites. His unpopularity was increased by an uncanny habit of pulling the tips off the gas burners with his strong beak and inhaling the gas and still, until it stupefied him. What? What? He was a gas fiend. Huh? Why? I don't know. He was a gas fiend, a feathered victim of the gas habit. While his young mistress was sleeping yesterday... The parrot took off the lava tip in her room and started on a gas debauch. This time there was no one near to avert the consequences of his deed. When Miss Knox's relatives, alarmed by her long silence, broke open the door, they found her dead. Her little murderer was found half unconscious by the door. When he found himself succumbed to the gas and was not rescued as usual by his mistress, he realized that something was wrong and had wit or instinct enough 
to make for the door and shove his bill as far as he could underneath it. He recovered, and while the coroner was in the house, the malignant little bird was caught trying to turn on the gas again. Yeah. Um, back to the hoop skirts. Um, yeah, women would catch themselves on fire with their hoop skirts. Um, or, like, they would, like, stab themselves with the hoop part. Um, like, because it did, it like, it started, like, right up here. Yeah. You know? So if you're, like, on fire, you're going to burn yourself. Um, but, like, there's a story in here about, like, the dye that they had on the these gloves that this woman wore. She died by the dye, like the arsenic in the gloves. Um, there was a death. Oh, an exploding comb. Lancaster, PA, March 3rd. Miss Miss Manzi McLean, wife of Deputy Recorder McLean, was fatally burned. She rose at 3 a.m. to take medicine and after lighting the gas through the match into the tray. The burning match caused the celluloid combs to explode. Um, that's the earliest form of plastic was celluloid. celluloid. Um, and it was in like shirt collars and jewelry and stuff. But unfortunately it was highly explodable. It like went boom. Um, Combustible? It was, yeah. It's highly flammable. Flammable. Um... Yeah, but when this lady, the burning match caused the celluloid combs to explode and the flames igniting her nightdress, and she died several hours later. Um, There's a story about how this young lady got blood poisoning from her paper mache mask due to, like, the paint and stuff in the paper mache mask. Um, um, There's a gentleman that tied a whole bunch of dynamite to himself and lit the dynamite. Um, a, what's this one? Oh, some dude threw himself into a feeder. Into a feeder? Like, into a machine? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, this young woman... Put like a needle in her like skirt, like a oh. She was mending clothes, and she put the needle in the bosom of her dress. And when she went to go hug her lover, the needle went up into his heart. Did she do that um, on purpose? Mm-mm. She literally was like doing something else put it in her bosom for later, forgot about it, and went to go hugging. Gotcha. And it, like, it did one of those, like, in-between-the-rib things. Um, what's this one? Priest? I don't remember what this one was. Death by priest. Oh, that's when an altar kills a priest. That looks kind of funny. Um, 
This lady took poison for fun. Um, Toledo, Ohio, January 30th. Madeleine Minzer of Gibbonsburg, Ohio. A melancholy patient at the insane asylum were committed suicide this um, afternoon in a particular manner while sitting in a chair. She fastened her hair around her neck into the back of the chair and leaned forward. She strangled herself with her own hair. Um, Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like, he includes a lot of interesting articles. Like, there's, I'm not going to read these because these are rather gross. Um, but children getting eaten by rats. Um, and then my favorite is people dying of fright, which I think is just people not understanding heart attacks. Um, and then this is my favorite. This is one of the good ones. Um, invest investigation by Dr. H. Um, Albert Mc McMurray corner of West Moreland County into the death of James Henry Parrish Parishing, three-year-old son of Doctor of Mr. and Mrs. Lawrence Parishing of Grapeville, revealed that the, the child literally was frightened to death. Several days ago, the boy was playing when a cow at the pasture in a lot adjoining the house looked in <laughs> an open window of the room where the child was, and as the little one glance towards the window, the cow mooed loudly and literally frightened the child to death. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, man, they may have had issues before that. Yeah, that's what, like, that's what I'm, like, little questioning. Um, and then there's a man that, like, basically entombs himself after his daughter dies. Um, I won't do that. Um, you do have people who kill themselves by train. You see that happening. Um, but the one that I do want to talk about, which I find very fascinating, is the Kahari. K-A-R-I. K-A-R-I. Um, this The gentleman Kahari. who invented this in event car, Yeah. K-A-R. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yep. I believe it. He actually tried to make a patent for this. <laughs> but basically was he what showing he that did it was... Yeah, basically what he did was he showed that it worked. Um, so basically, you strapped yourself down to the floor... And you put your head in a box with, and he put cotton in the box so he could put chloroform on the cotton. Um, and, um, yeah, he strapped his legs to the floor by means of staples on either side. He laid down, when he laid down, he drew together another strap across his chest, um, and the cotton in the box into which his head was to fall was saturated with the chloroform and he inhaled the fumes at once and was no doubt soon asleep. The candle burned down to the string. And so there was a, basically this axe was on a string with weights on the end. And the candle was put halfway in between. So that way when the candle burnt through the string, 
the weight will cause the axe to fall and literally sever your head. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I thought that was kind of ingenious. It takes a lot of thought. Like, a lot of thought. Yeah, I mean... I guess if we're going to put a lot of thought into something... Yeah. Yeah. I've got no comment. Yeah. So, that's mainly... That's where we're going to stop for today. The next episode, we'll go into how Victorians changed how we one take care of our dead um and two (laughs) um like embalming and burying them six feet down um how we used to have wakes and funerals and stuff the funeral procession um and stuff like that so the next episode will and now people you can actually, there's services where you can, like, turn your loved one's ashes into a record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll talk about all that. Yeah. Um, well, we won't talk about, like, green burials and stuff like that, because um, I want to do an episode of, like, how death is seen around the world. Um, so we won't go into all, like, the green burials and stuff that are kind of becoming popular again now. Um but we'll go through like the tradition of bathing your deceased um, and stuff like that. But yeah, so that's all going to be in the next episode. So I'm going to stop here before I get any more further into this book. Cool, cool, cool. So yeah. So we'll see you all in two weeks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you'd like to join us on Facebook and Instagram. We and Twitter. Um, on Twitter, our name is backwards, so Dragons Wayward. Um, on Facebook and Instagram, it is the Wayward Dragons. Um, I'm about to start a YouTube. You and I actually have video of us. Um, but if you would like to do like a have a slideshow of the pictures and stuff that I post, that will be up in the next couple of weeks. I'm currently working on that. Um, but if you have a story or a topic that you feel like that we need to talk about, or if we fucked up in any way, you can email us at thewaywarddragons at gmail.com. Until yeah. next time, make sure you're drinking plenty of water, because I know at it's least hot. in the States, the temperature is heating up. I'm assuming it is other elsewhere in the Northern Hemisphere. Uh, yeah. Stay bundled in the southern hemisphere. I don't really know what it's like <laughs> during y'all's winter or how cold it gets. So, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, until next time, I'm Johnny. And I'm Kelsey. Bye. Bye.